0: I'm Ed Byrne, and as my kids get older and the march of time pushes me ever closer to the inevitability of retirement, I've decided I'm in the market for a new hobby. But I seek guidance, so every week I'll be meeting up with one of my celebrity chums, trying out their favourite pastime, and then interrogating them about it to see if it's for me. And just to make sure I fully divorce myself from the decision-making process, I will also be starting and finishing every episode with a chat with my wife Claire in order to fully examine whether or not said hobby is a good fit. This is Ed Byrne Needs a Hobby. Episode one, I'm going to go and talk to your friend and mine, Lucy Porter.
3: Oh, that's nice. What are you going to do?
0: Uh, She gave me a choice. I could have gone for hot yoga, but no, she's a keen quizzer. Oh. So quizzing is the hobby. I'm going to go, I'm going to accompany her to her local quiz night,
3: in, she in going, a pub.
0: It's in a it's in a tennis club <laughs> near where she lives. She's only been once, and they they won. So I think she's actually slightly trepidatious that she might win again this month. There'll be chat. There'll be talk. She's oh, Back again? Won again? Has she? So that's what we're we're going to do, and then we'll and then I'm just going to chat to her about quizzing. But quizzing's already a thing I enjoy.
3: I don't think of quizzing <laughs> as a. It's not a hobby, it's not something that people do, it's not, well I was going to say, it's not something that you learn, is I suppose you're bettering yourself because you're learning all the time, but it's not a it's, a, it's an excuse to go to the pub and meet your mates, isn't it? There's quizzing.
0: People, people, there's people now are famous for quizzing. Mates Everybody on quiz. the chase, the eggheads, they're all professional quizzers.
3: Well that's, I think that's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> I'm I don't. I mean, I don't. I'm not taking away from their braininess. I think they're they're clever people, and that's absolutely to be commended. Well done, them. I just don't think it counts as a valid. It's like calling darts a sport, quizzing if a hobby.
0: Don't you think darts is a game rather than sport? They're yeah. not athletes. It's yeah.
3: not a sport, is it?
0: <laughs> I mean, quizzing. There's a whole world of quizzing that you and I don't know about. There's championships going on all the time, but that are taken very seriously. <laughs> oh that goodness. go beyond the the you know drinking in pubs sort of sort yeah, of level.
3: We're talking entry level quizzing, aren't we? At the moment, this is a yeah. pub quiz, table yeah. quiz.
0: Yeah.
3: I mean, it's a lovely thing to do. You get mm. to meet your mates. You have a pint. You're brainy. You're a pedant. So, quizzing <laughs> is perfect. Mm. I think, you, what, I think you'll slot into the quizzing community easily, but whether it counts as a hobby, in my head, is questionable.
0: I think, here's what I think, in my, in my head, is the difference between a hobby and not a hobby for Lucy. OK. Her husband is, a, is away working. Lucy is having to get a babysitter in order to be able to go to the pub quiz. And I think that is the difference. <laughs> uh, if, if you were away and there was a pub quiz on, I would be like, well, oh no, I'd have to get a babysitter, so I'm not going to bother. That's that's where but when you go Oh I need to get a babysitter, I'm still gonna go. That's I feel when it crosses over into proper hobby. That's when you're a quizzer as opposed to casual. No. Okay, then my idea of what qualifies as a hobby is, is
3: I think it's invalid. But um <laughs>
0: Very sorry, dear.
3: Anyway, but that's fine, isn't it? Let's assuming that it is a a valid hobby.
0: Are you happy for me to take it up as a as a more regular hobby then?
3: Absolutely?
0: for you to say to people oh no I'll be there Ed won't be he'll be doing his quizzing he's that night he's doing his
3: hobby that <laughs> night <laughs> <laughs> no that's ridiculous I would lie
4: <laughs> question number five who played who made park owner John Hammond in Jurassic Park so who played park owner, John
0: Arnold in Jurassic Park? Okay, question number
5: six.
4: Who played Alf Garnet in Tildepastu Park? So who
0: played Alf Garnet in Tildepastu Park? Um, oh, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes,
0: yeah. It was John you can't say that anymore. <laughs> okay, question number seven. With
4: which Beatle did David Bowie co-write the song Fame? So with which Beatle did David Bowie co-write the song Fame?
0: Hmm. Right. Mm. About who the songs. then wrote the song I'm ore dancing. Oh. Mm. I've a <laughs> supplementary <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and question number eight.
4: Who directed Schindler's List, bringing him his first Best Directors of Oswego? Oh,
0: I don't think anyone can it. but well, I would take these. <laughs> it would be very churlish of them to mark us out down. Well, that's the that
5: kind of thing I'd be circling uh, do so <laughs> I think it's a bit. Oh, do whatever? you? Huh?
3: Got, I've
0: just We're just thinking about the spelling, exactly, the exact spelling. Let's
2: write it down and see which one is
0: better. Question number nine: be. who,
4: who became the first female presenter of Question Time in 2019? So, who became the first female presenter of Question Time in 2019? No. No. Um, one of the, do an antique Yeah, we're well, still
2: doing yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
3: the antique show. Oh. You yeah, is. She do antique show. Yeah. Now they're all Just the demo trying to do
0: to us. So Lucy, we have just returned to your house from your local quiz night your regular quiz night I
2: haven't just returned it. we've returned triumphantly. triumphantly absolutely covered in glory dripping in it yeah embarrassingly almost because it's my second consecutive victory so and how many times have you been twice yeah <laughs> questions will be raised at the committee meeting this is my new pub quiz Because I moved house and... uh, Ah, where
0: was your previous one then, roughly? Well, there's a few in the area, so the...
2: Cases altered to do a very good pub quiz on a Tuesday, and the Queen's head in pin on a Monday. Right. Uh, and but I'm a bit of a pub quiz tart. I'll go anywhere. That there's cash to be one and questions to be
0: honest. <laughs> the thing that came down to the wire for us on this one, which was quite embarrassing, was because they give you an extra point for every team member less than eight. Mm. It was, but because we had six people on our team, they gave us two bonus points. Yes. And then halfway through the quiz, my producer, Laura, <laughs> showed up just to record some atmosphere. Yeah. And then in the end, we won, but it was a tiebreak situation because yeah. we actually came, we were level pegging. Yes. with. The, so yeah. questions yeah. will be asked, won't they? We'll I'm very worried that people are going to be like, that we looked like the people who send their kids to private school. Mm-hmm. You know, so we got the point early on for only having six people, and then you send your kid to a state school just for the final year to get the yeah, so you get the waiting. With, yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm absolutely sure that that
2: will be exactly what they're discussing. And I mean, I've got to say, I'm looking at Laura now, and as lovely as she is, she was absolutely no bloody.
5: She as didn't. As well, she, well <laughs> she was told not <laughs> to. She was, we, we made. She
0: even. It was her, just the cursory amount that she pushed her chair back from the table to just show distance. I am a neutral observer. That's what what that distance from the table showed. My name is going to be mud in the local area. I think you could (laughs) at least have given
2: us an answer, Or I mean, you know, you've let us all down. You've let yourself down, and you've let me down quite frankly. But, uh, no, I think, to be honest, I think we did... Because the tiebreaker was... What uh, are the
4: bar takings for tonight? Right, guys, the actual answer... was 720,025 P. So Team K with 777, they're the closest. So Team K, well done. And so... tonight's with us, Team K. Well done, Team K. We can have a representative for
5: Team K. Alright. Try why we're especially
2: and definitively won that. So I don't think that they can really argue too much. But anyway, do you know what? Easy come, easy go.
0: I've made yeah. 100 quid out of that pub quiz. That's more. It's not made out of Have you ever £100. been in a situation in a pub quiz where there's been controversy, where things have kicked off, where people have taken it very seriously and somebody's been accused of cheating or that sort of thing? Oh, 100%. Yeah, no. I what's the, what's the worst of, sort of... Uh, well, there was one I did in Belsides Park uh,
2: with a fancy friend of mine and uh, that actually ended in fisticuffs and the police were called. And that was the first... Wow. Because you got all of the things I love. It was really nice food, a really good quiz, and then a fight at the end to round the night off. I mean, nothing. And I, I think I probably got a kebab on the way home as well. So I mean, really, nothing could have been better.
0: And what do you remember? What the actual fight was about? Do you, you remember meeting? what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or oh, was it people on their phones? Yeah, somebody, no,
2: somebody openly had a laptop. They were bound to write some, and I thought they deserved the posting that they got.
0: Tonight, it was it was money. Was was you know a prize. Mm-hmm. And, and it came down to a tiebreaker question for first, second, third, fourth. My local quiz, they did it once, and it was cash money for first, second, and third. We came joint second, right? So, what you should do is obviously split the money for second and third prize between, between us. Place, each, yeah. They split the money for second prize between us and the other one, and the people who actually came fourth were considered to have come third. And they got third prize. So they, who came third, got more money than we did. And I was more outraged by that. Yeah. It was, it's, the money wasn't the point. <laughs> but it was just like, how can you get something that's so fundamentally wrong? Well, it doesn't make you want to go back to
2: all the questions and go, if this is how poor you are at working things out." then can we just fact-check every single question that you set because that is a fundamental error. I mean, maths is not their strong suit, clearly.
0: Have you ever had a moment of that where you've... Wanted to, wanted a steward's inquiry, but you've not kicked off because you thought it's just not important enough. Uh, yeah, you don't want
2: to look like a dick. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I in fact have been at a quiz where it was you went up and chose what you wanted. So it was, you know, it was class I think it was a meat tray and uh, <laughs> it was sort of various other prizes, bottles of wine and things, and they didn't regulate the fact that. If you came first, you got first go. So they just said, "Oh, the winning team—you know, top three teams come up—and of course, some cow from team number three was straight up grabbing that meat plate. She's seen that the price is right. She's like, 'Right, that—the cash value of that is going to be greater than so I come away with a bottle of, you know, Paul Mateus rosé or something.' Yeah, that was quite annoying. Mm -hmm. Always when you start a new pub quiz, you don't know. What the level is going to be? And I remember when I, I moved to Brixton in the early two thousands, and me and my flatmates went and did the local pub quiz, and we came first by such a huge margin. Mm-hmm. We did leave the pub to silence <laughs> and terror, and we were looking over our shoulders. I mean, the prize was only like a round of drinks, but the yeah, we basically we had come in. And completely humiliated the team that always came first. Ah. And as much as I sound like the most smug asshole, in the world for saying that, I you know, it wasn't I, I took no pleasure in it at all.
0: What are you gonna do? Throw the what you, no one shows up Please. to to lose. No, you can't. You can't, and it would be a betrayal of
2: all that is true to quiz because you know i do a podcast called fingers on buzzers let's give it a plug with my uh
0: i mean i was going to come to that yeah, know, but you're you're why i should let you should come back, yeah right? um but so jenny ryan the
2: vixen from the chase she gets so much grief from people she gets people saying oh well it's a celebrity special it's for charity well, you know surely you could have just been a bit kind and it's like mm. no, you cannot do the whole point of quizzing is you play to the best of your abilities, no matter what. Even like I quiz against my kids, I'm not letting them win. No, no,
0: I'm not no, giving them any hope or uh, you know sense of joy. It's quizzing is about winning. It's not uh, about the fun of taking part. But especially because that celebrity version of the Chase, have you, have you done it? Have I you know, been so it? Twice, yeah. yeah. So one one with Christian Guru Murphy, Jay Rayner, and Steve Davis. Were you all four of you on? Were all four of you? And the, and the final chase? We all, yeah, and, it, we, and we all took... I think we all took the higher offer.
2: Oh, wow. And we all went death or glory. So that was a good... So that was for the Edinburgh Sick Kids Hospital where... Because my son had broken his leg at the Edinburgh Festival. You know, I was so grateful. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and do something for you guys, you know. <laughs> and then I went on the chase and won, like, you mm-hmm. know, a significant
0: sum of money. So I felt like that's good. I paid for my son's broken leg there. And the Edinburgh Hospital for Sick Children which Adam Hills, who I'm also going to be talking to for this podcast, had a very funny thing about. I've got, is there an Edinburgh hospital for children who aren't sick? Like, a, do you also have a graveyard for dead people? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've done it twice. One at once, lost it once. Same
2: we lost it on Christmas Day. I did the Christmas special. We, lost quite a, we had quite a lot of money in the pot and we lost it. And the, but they still did the big glitter drop.
0: Oh dear! Oh, that's awful. Being
2: completely correct uh, under a cloud of
0: glitter. The first time I did it, I I took back what was at the time the most amount of money ever taken back mm-hmm. to the behind the desk, whatever you call it. Um, but it was just me and Eric Bristow in the in the in the final chase. And God love him, he he's not a quizzer. No. I mean, I couldn't take him at darts, but and I remember. No, but, but but I remember he buzzed in on a golf question and then stood there for quite some time not knowing the answer to the point where literally, if you watch it, I'm standing next to him going, say pass, <laughs> say pass. Um, so that I mean, was, it was... the same with Arj from Towie hmm.
2: boxing where his whole thing was how much he loves boxing and oh, I'm a massive boxing fan and then the question
0: came up, <laughs> boxing, huh? and nothing, nothing happened. Well, there. on that first, it was as well, the reason it was only me and... Eric Bristow cause I, I terrible now. I can't even remember who was in seat one that didn't make it through. But seat three, Nadine Dorries. Nadine Dorries, and she wanted to take the low offer, and the audience booed her. So she took the middle offer and got caught because she's not clever. So she proved proved herself to be both a weather vane and not good at quitting. But but that show is stacked. They don't cheat, but it is stacked in your favour because they ask you what your interests are. They ask you what your favourite TV show is. They ask you things like that. It was somebody on Twitter who even spotted it. They asked a question and it was about a song and it was a song that I danced to when I was on celebrity Let's Dance for Comic Relief. It was things like that. They do make it easy. So obviously, yes, The Chasers... They've got to then try their best yeah, they know, when it's I been stacked against them. Celebrity
2: show, people get really upset that the questions are easier, but then it is so embarrassing for some people. I think now there's enough kind of smart alecky comedians who want to do these things, but I think when they first started doing them, like a lot of people think, "Oh gosh, well you know, I, well, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't want to humiliate myself." Because I think if you are a politician or a newsreader. Mm. And you get something really badly wrong. Like I've done. Um, I did. I think it was fifteen to one with Diana, but and she got some, you know, some quite
0: easy questions, things. right?
2: So, and I think that could be. And David Lammy, of course, had an absolute shocker. On what was it? Was it Mastermind? He was on, but he had a terrible time. And I think for a politician, and it's that's it's six no election because actually, as much as we want to think Nadine Dorries is thick, and we assume that. It doesn't really matter if you don't know about trivia because you should be your mind should be on the weightier matters, but it does mm. look really bad yes. if you're a politician and you don't know, you know, that Margaret Thatcher was the longest <laughs> in the twentieth
0: century or whatever. Well let's let's drill into your celebrity quizzing career then, just yeah. uh, because obviously you, you you love a pub quiz, but I because I, I want I want people to really I want people who were at that quiz we were just at now to realise the extent to which you were slumming it tonight. <laughs> What what have you done the celebrity version of on TV? So you've done Mastermind, I know that. I've done Mastermind. What was your special subject on Mastermind? The first time I did Steve Martin, kay. Life and Works of. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, Champion of Champions, I mean, I don't like to... Because you obviously won when you did the Steve yeah, Martin one. Okay. Champion of Champions. Uh, that was Victoria Wood, which was a delight
2: and a joy. And th- what I love about Mastermind is that it gives you the chance to immerse yourself in something for the week before. Mm-hmm. And you know... If you're someone who watches a lot of quizzes or sets a lot of quizzes, you kind of almost know what's going to come up because you know that they want play along ability at home, mm-hmm. and also it's a celebrity version, so they're not going to make it that hard. So I guessed pretty well with Victoria Wood, particularly about
0: four of the questions that I thought they're definitely going to ask. Can I ask this, as yeah, at, like Julie Walters, it's like they want to something want about to, acorn oh, antiques.
2: Oh, <laughs> my Walters, oh, you know, yeah. so yeah, so that uh, was one of my absolute favourites, and also there's something about. Like when you're on with mates as well. So I was on with Zoe Lyons and Miles Jupp and Neil Hannon from the Divine Comedy, who I didn't see mm-hmm. before, but I now consider a
0: close personal. <laughs> uh, Does man. he have a hobby? Um, and have you got his number? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's always fun when you're
2: playing with mates, and then when you beat them because you have a laugh and mm-hmm. you ultimately feel like you're cleverer than your friends. And also because Miles Jupp had won the trophy on House of Games, and I failed to win a trophy on House of Games.
0: Ah. Very upset about. So you've done House of Games and didn't win a trophy?
2: No, I won three days but Neil Delamere Oh yeah.
0: One of my quizzing nemesis. <laughs> right. Because he's brilliant It was me, Neil Delamere, Mark Billingham
2: and AJ Adudu and AJ mm. Dudu is just gorgeous and lovely but had no interest in the quizzing mm-hmm. so she was just there for a laugh and then me, Mark Billingham and Neil Delamere were absolutely desperate to win all of us so
0: uh, it was very close between the three of us, and Neil. He only won two days, but he. But he won the double. He won the the one where you got yes. See, I did. I did House of Games. Here's what galls me. I did House of Games. I won four episodes. Ingrid Oliver won one episode. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, she's now married to the host. You, you were you didn't get to marry I don't. To it's it was, there is a certain element of that. Yeah. But then I tune into an episode of Champion of Champions, House of Games
3: and she's on it oh, I mean, yeah, you've been robbed
0: to already. be fair they did ask but it was very they did ask me but it was very last minute <laughs> I guess Richard maybe knew she was free <laughs> <laughs> he could make he could cancel whatever yeah. they had, yeah. okay so how's Games a fail yeah, a, a yeah. rare fail yeah. I know you've done The Weakest Link because I was on The Weakest Link with you mm-hmm. and I came third and fair enough, you and Rob Deering did vote me out because I was the only one of us who got a question wrong in that penultimate round. And then Rob went on to win it. He did. Didn't get a single question wrong the entire game. No, he's amazing. He he's is really quite brilliant. the quizzer. I yeah. mean, I would say if I was going to compile a pub
2: quiz team from the mm-hmm. comedians, you'd be on it. Deering, Neil Delamere, Angela
0: Barnes. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, now, Angela Barnes... The only person to win five episodes of House of Games. I think someone else has done it now. All oh, right, okay. But, yeah, she was but she's good. But she's legend because she did it, and she even as much as she tried not to win the fifth one, <laughs> apparently the people she was with just could not win. <laughs> 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 you see, why should you not She got a load of
2: slagging on social media from people saying, oh, it's just, well, it's no fun because she just keeps winning and it. It's like, well... But she, you, you can't dumb down and you can't let other people win if you know mm-hmm. the answer. I mean, I'm 100% on her side on that. I just think, you know, yeah, you've got to try your best. And especially, I think,
0: being a woman, she probably got a little bit more flat for it than a right. fella you know, would have done. What else then? So, 15 to 1, did you ever do that one?
2: I did do 15 to 1, didn't do great on that. I think maybe that was where Diana Abbott was on it and, and Frank
0: Carson. Because also, the other thing. Oh, was, we were on the same episode, the same episode yeah. 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 Chris Ramsey was on. oh no no it was Weakest Link I was on when Frank Carson was on I no not Weakest Link oh like yeah no it was it was, it was, it was Frank Carson <laughs> was on Weakest Link and I remember because his face was all swollen he'd had, a, he'd had dental surgery that day but he showed up and he just he was exactly what you'd hope he just kept cracking jokes there's all us us modern comedians are just standing around trying to be quirky and he just came out boom 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 joke 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 and we're like this man's amazing he's a machine
2: Mm. people like that and then yeah Phil Nipple got naked on The Weakest Link and, and Robinson looked as unimpressed as we were <laughs> that, that was a good one. <laughs> um I'm trying to think if there's any other I'd really like to do catchphrase and tipping point but ITV is I, rude to me because you've got to be yes. a next level of famous
5: or
0: player. you don't I've done tipping point yeah I haven't done catchphrase because you're right you do need to be next level for that one yeah. but no, I've, done t- I've done tipping point I did alright on the questions but my counters just did not land yeah, like where I wanted them to land that is
2: He's a cruel
5: machine. Yeah.
0: Machine? Pointless, I presume. Oh,
2: God. Three times.
0: And how many trophies have you got? I have got... Because I know you and I did it once. We lost. We lost. And then I did it with Rob
2: Deering and we lost. Well, no
0: way! round with Rob Dearing, yeah. Okay. I must know more details. How did you and Quiz Supremo Rob Deering go out on the first round? Thank goodness, I'd gone first.
2: So it was words ending in G-L-E. And I had said finagle. Good word. Which I thought was a good word. And then rachel johnson copied me basically and said in bagel. and i was like i think finagle is better than in but actually her scored lower so mm-hmm. slightly on the back foot and then charlotte from geordie shore who was not confident said muggle wow and that scored pretty low as well because i think a lot of people went
0: oh no it's not a real word yeah jk Rowling, but it is it is a real mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so then by the time it came round to
2: Rob, the pressure was on, and he said Bugle, which I thought was a great answer. Mm-hmm. It's got that unusual, the, Ooh, mm-hmm. but, um, but actually it scored fairly highly. And things like Pentangle scored lower. So I think, I can't remember who else was on the this, but anyway,
0: they went, they went flying through and we crashed out. That's so very that, disappointing. I bet, one, with, did he beat himself up? Oh, God, it was awful. <laughs> he was really, really like watching. No, a man having a break I mean, I'm sure he's, uh, he's, he's never recovered properly he's still a haunted man because when we were on we got to the head-to-head against John McCrurick and his wife right, baby, John, and baby. I remember distinctly where we went out it was yeah. top of the Pops dance troops yeah. Yeah. and you even said to me why are they called legs 11 yeah. and I would know legs and Go." but let's not say that let's say hot gossip I know. I know. hot Isn't gossip not, not a top of the Pops dance troupe TV, they did like they were on, on the Kenny Everett show. yeah.
2: We can all be wise in hindsight, can't we? But mm-hmm. did, me and Dave Johns did it, and the pivotal moment there, because we were, I can't remember who we were head to head with, but it was people called Ball, and there was obviously Zoe Ball, and Alan Ball is that the football manager, or anyway, Dave, being of a certain vintage, recognised Kenny Ball of Kenny Ball
0: and Jasmine. Nice.
2: <laughs> And uh, so that got us through
0: and we won the trophy and we won the jackpot. I've also done it again recently. Can't say, but I did get my average up. Put it this way, I can now make earrings out of trophies. (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) Has there been a moment when you've been quizzing on TV where you've said something, where you've embarrassed yourself, where you've gone, I just wish I could take that one back? Oh, God, yeah. I do very badly on sport. And I think, yeah, I've
2: said some really dumb answers to sporting questions like been asked a question about you know like it's which american football team and i've said something canadian or you know just because the problem is i think with quizzing if you think you can't answer it you can trip yourself up in your head and you don't do thinking about the different parts of the question Mm -hmm. so you know if it's like name an american football team who won the blah 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 you know, it's worth thinking about every part of the question, whereas I just go, well, "I don't about that," and then I'll be like, "Oh, the Toronto Bulls," you know, and then you look like an absolute idiot. Whereas, at least if you've said something that's in the ballpark, oh, and also numbery ones. So I, I have no sense of length
0: or height or anything. Estimating things, distances. As I realised tonight, when things came up, like what's the length of a javelin in the Olympics? And we were like, is it even taller than a man? (laughs) Is it?
2: Yeah, (laughs) no, (laughs) and (laughs) I did one which was about, it was some space related thing. And I was like, oh, I think space is closer than you think. I think it's about like, Twenty meters. <laughs> and I was like, is twenty meters away. And I was like, yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure. This is definitely closer than you think. but yeah that, that kind of thing, I'm really bad at numbers. Do you find when you're doing pub quizzes, getting getting away from the bright lights of showbiz and, and quizzing on TV, that there's certain subjects that come up a lot in pub quizzes? Yeah. Where you've gone, I don't care about this thing, mm-hmm. but I need to start reading up on it because it always seems to come up in pub quizzes. Yeah, like that. Right, that would be one. Colours in heraldry, I have no interest in it, but I sort of now... With now you know a few. A little bit of, you know, sabre. Because that, that's also big in crossword clues, isn't it? Yeah, heraldry. Yes, yes. My mother's bet noire is um, Harry Potter. She has no... And i be with her. I have no interest in Harry Potter. And my kids now are getting into Harry Potter. So I absorb some of that just through osmosis. Mm-hmm. But every quiz you go to, apart uh, from tonight, yes. there's always a Harry Potter question. And and that's uh, my math says It used to be Star Wars, <laughs> and I was fine with Star Wars, but now it's Harry Potter, and I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of the things that I love about quizzing is that it does keep your finger on the pulse a little bit because, like, I listen to Potmaster every single morning. Do you do you use the gate method of keep, keeping score? Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no, I have my I have my little score sheet every yeah. day. Do a tick and then multiply everything by three at the end. No, I write my oh, down. You write your score as you're doing it, okay? Okay. okay. Um, but I've never. Got 33 once but no i mean i've never got a 39 if, if i've never happens. got 39 i've always said to justin you know people have a
2: list of people they're allowed to sleep with mine is just anyone who's got a 39 on pop or pembers <laughs> that's that's
0: it on the quizzing front do you so you also put together quizzes you'll host a pub a pub quiz as well yes and i do like the school pta yeah it's yes, a great one people say will you do us a gig to raise money and you're like no because I don't want to do stand up comedy to the audience that you want me to yeah, 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 I'll do your pub quiz though is, yeah. so let me ask you when you're when you're putting together a pub quiz because I think this is a, a, a curious I've, I've learned the error of my ways on this I've always felt that when you set a pub quiz there should never be a question every single person knows the answer to because what's the point and I have found out that there must always be the, the, 10, the raise of questions that people get. People have got to be able to answer at least half the questions in every round or they get demoralised. hundred percent,
2: yeah. I mean,
5: I yeah. thought
0: what was quite good as well about the
2: one that we went to tonight is that it started off quite easy and then the rounds got harder. And that is, again, absolutely mm-hmm. the way to do it. Because if your first round – and again, I have made this mistake – your first round is all things – oh, this is an interesting question that I didn't know the answer to, mm-hmm. then nobody else will know the answer and they will hate you for it. So, yes, yeah, so definitely, you want to be, I would say, aiming for most
0: teams to get sort of seven or eight out of ten in the first round. Of mm. I realise that now. Yeah. When I first started, I thought, what's the point? It's a wasted question. I mean, if everybody knows the answer, may as well not have asked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it's hugely demoralising. You know, two hard, Too who
2: cares-ish as well. There's another one where it needs to... You need to give people some way of working out the answer, even if they don't know it. So little clues within the question. Mm. They need to be kind of relevant to the audience as well. So, you know, play
0: to your demographic, which again, I thought they did very well tonight because the music rounds were all... of a vintage. We went to a quiz that my parents go to it, when they go on holiday in Coraleco in the Canaries there's a, there's a Rosie O'Grady's is an Irish bar there and they go to a quiz there which they often win and we all went with them one time for their anniversary we all went on holiday to this this this, to Coraleco and we all went to the quiz and the rule that the guy has is don't care what the real answer is what I say is the real answer is what goes because every now and again he'll just get them wrong and you just have to. and he's a nice guy I make them sound but that's it and there was one question he said, "What do you call the the what What do you call the gases that cause the hole in the ozone layer?" Okay, so CFCs. CFCs, chlorofluorocarbons, that is the answer. And then he said, "Greenhouse gases." And we're sitting there going, "No, no, they're the ones that cause global warming. CFCs are the ones that cause." Well, that was it. And people went. So then we spent the rest of the quiz going right. What does he think the answer to this question is? No, not what's the answer. What do we reckon he'll go for? Who do we reckon he thinks played the saxophone solo in Baker Street? (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about the fact that quizzers have become celebrities in their own right? Because that's a new thing. The the whole idea of it, we're all aware that there are quiz competitions and that there are, you know, there are tournaments and stuff like that. But obviously there was Eggheads and now The Chase and now Beat The Chasers. The idea of quizzers becoming celebrities, do you, for you, you're not quite of that quizzing level? Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm definitely
2: not. And also, they do work really hard. And when you see Hmm. the effort they put in behind the scenes, it isn't just, oh, they're quite good at trivia. They do have to give a damn about stuff that they really don't give a damn about all the time. So you have to... Like, imagine bands you really hate. Mm-hmm. You have to know all the words of their songs. And you have to... Terrible TV shows that you don't want to watch. So, you yeah, know, definitely, I would not have either the skill or the dedication to do it. But I think it is great. I think that, to me, quizzing as a hobby was so helpful to me as a kid because I was not brilliant at school. I was of fair-to-middling at school. And the kind of brain that I have is I'm good at remembering facts and retrieving them very quickly. So I've got a good memory and quite a fast brain. Mm-hmm. And I think if I had had role models like Jenny or like Mark Lebet and, you know, Anne Hegarty, who's autistic, and, you know, you just think there is a lot of people in quizzing are, you know, not neurotypical or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's I think it's amazing that kids can be growing up now and going, oh, do you know what, actually, maybe,
0: you know, I don't have to be... A a sportsman or a, a yeah. Yeah, I can, this is a way I can excel. Um, And for want of a better word, did you ever get picked on, I say for being a bit nerdy, But Yeah, I mean, I did. I was in a school top of the form competition
2: when I was about 11. And we won digital watches from uh, those fans Hmm. who were the sponsors. And I mean, we did get a fair amount of ribbing. But I think that the joy the joy of victory has always been I mean even you know being on telly because in the olden days when I first started doing them you used to get terrible slaggings on social media for like the way you look or what you're wearing
0: and I was like don't care mm. it's the quiz mate well that's what I was going to ask do you, do you feel a, a vindication do you look back on times where people wrote you off or slagged you off for being a bit spotty and a bit nerdy that every time you win a quiz tonight 60 quid alright it was between six of us uh, be taken back <laughs> because Laura was there. There'll be a, a steward's inquiry. But no, but do you, feel like a, do you feel like you want to phone up 13-year-old you and go, you, you stuck with the quizzing your whole life and it really paid off. Yes, one day you will be able to afford a half a drink <laughs> in a London
2: pub because of your love of quizzing. Yeah, well, also, my dad was really into quizzing, so I think it was partly like I wanted to make him proud. So I like to think that every time I win a quiz, he's... Uh,
0: Really oh, sweet. Well, look, the idea is that I'm, I'm casting around for a hobby here for myself. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm already pretty sold on quizzing, I, I have to quiz, admit. Yeah. does feel like you, yeah. you, you know, you're as into it as I am already. Yeah, so pitch, pitch quizzing as a hobby.
2: In a quiz, and you're just constantly picking up little bits of information and retaining them. It also is a hobby that brings you together with like-minded people, so you can do it in a team, um, and eventually you can get to go on telly and do it on your own. I you, you <laughs> get really good at it, it gives you a, a little endorphin rush of satisfaction when you get something right and then you beat yourself up when you get something wrong but it inspires you to become a better person and a more knowledgeable person and most of all you largely do it sitting down in a pub
0: with access to crisps hmm. how many hobbies can you say that about guys do you hear that kids put down the crack pipe pick up an almanac <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's cool to be a quizzer guys. <laughs>
3: How was your night doing your new hobby?
0: <laughs> well, we won.
3: Of course, you won. We, who else was on the team? We won
0: another four friends of Lucy's. Uh, oh, right. Two two women who were nurses, a bloke who, who knew a fair bit about sport, and another woman who, to be fair, was quite quiet.
3: <laughs> You've got all bases covered. There was there, a good balance. You? Yeah.
0: There was a good balance. It, but it was nice because it was every single answer mattered. Yes. Uh, the, the park owner, John, John Hammond, was played by Richard Attenborough. Uh, number six,
4: Alf Garnett, was played by Warren Mitchell. Uh, number seven, John Lennon co-wrote uh, Fame with
5: David Bowie. Uh,
4: number eight, Steven Spielberg directed Schindler's List. Uh, number nine, the first female presenter of Question Time was Fiona Bruce.
3: Does it now make Lucy feel even worse about going back for a third time? She won't want to go a third time, will she? She's won the first time, she won the second time, but she might not want to go again, she might be finding a new one.
0: I think if anybody's going to be talking about anything, they'll be talking about the fact that I went, tried to go the wrong way into the car park. and um, In the
3: tennis club.
0: In the tennis club, and and like ended up driving right in front of the club in a way that was along what's supposed to be just a footpath, and everybody oh could see God. me then trying to turn it in my car back around again and oh uh, mounting, mounting steps and it was, yeah. Are you serious? It was an absolute shit show. Why did you do that? <laughs> that'll be what people will oh be talking God. about. Okay. yeah,
3: Poor Lucy, she'll never yeah. be able to go back to this place
0: again. I do, the only thing that did occur to me about quizzing yeah, is that your, your, obviously your ideal team is one where different people have, have different strengths. Yeah. So you're going out for a night with people who have different interests to you. When you think about it, from a socialising point of view, it's, it's probably a terrible idea.
3: Well, it might be quite a nice idea for a husband and wife <laughs> <to> <laughs> be, who have completely different interests. She could bring her mate, and he could bring his mate, and they might have things in common.
0: It's also a great way to start an argument, though.
3: It is, yeah. It I is an argument waiting isn't. to happen
0: to a, to a great extent.
3: Well, and also, there's always one person on a quiz team who feels that they can't really say anything because there's somebody else that takes over, not looking at anybody (laughs) in particular, that gets a bit bossy. Because generally, probably, they're the cleverest. So they probably think they know. And then they always get one question wrong that the quiet person said, no, it's this. But they bowed down to the greater brain.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, they do that. It's always like that episode of The Apprentice. There's always that moment in The Apprentice where it's like, yeah, but you said to do this. Well, if you thought I was wrong, you should have told me.
3: Yeah, you can't
0: blame me for not telling you you were wrong. Exactly. You were wrong.
3: And also, you know, the, you know, the the really good quizzer, people just assume that they're right all the time, don't they? And then people, other people, start doubting themselves. This is a terrible hobby. You can't take it off. <laughs> no, it
0: was, it was, it was really nice. And it just, and it felt like we were a team because it was de- different rounds and there was different things where we knew stuff and. You're like, oh glad you were here. Like I could I can identify moments all night where if we if that person hadn't been there, we wouldn't have won. Okay. Because it came down to literally it was a tie break in the end.
3: So it's a it's a good hobby to do if you've got a very diverse group of friends, or you're doing it for yourself and you don't really care whose team you're on. So if it's a if it's about making superficial friendship so somebody could say oh yeah you need to add on your team because he's really good in the music round but you don't know anybody else but you have a nice time because you answer all the music questions right so you feel oh well done me and you feel like a sense of achievement and you've done something good or something and you've helped the team win
0: so <laughs> incredibly patronizing but, right now
3: but you haven't made any new friends <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you don't care about that because you've got enough friends that you have got things in common with that would make a hopeless quiz team. Then it's a great hobby. But mm-hmm. otherwise, I think it's a bit rubbish. Sorry, Lucy.
0: <laughs> well, I'm definitely not going back to Lucy's uh, quiz just because it's nearly... It's an hour and a half away.
3: Well, and also you probably drive into the pond the next time.
0: <laughs> Ed Burn Needs a Hobby was presented by me, Ed Byrne. Obviously. The music was by Clementine Arnold, and it was produced by Laura Grimshaw.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery, soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more.